0: It is not how many gifts of the Holy Spirit you possess, or how many sermons you've listened to, but there is only one thing that points out to your life and my life, apart from every religion in the world, and that is, do you have the love of God in your hearts? Because if you don't have love, you are nothing.
1: Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We are glad you've joined us for our continuing study of 1 Corinthians. Today, Roll will show us that while it's easy to fill our schedules with spiritual activity and base our identity on personal giftedness, ultimately it's God's unique love that defines us as Christians. Today's message will offer a challenge to ask the Lord to nurture our spiritual maturity through the goodness of His Holy Spirit. Join us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 for the lesson Christian Maturity. Here's Raul Reese.
0: I'm just going to be up front and I'm going to be blunt in some of the things I'm going to be sharing because I really believe that God not only wants to do far and beyond that we really expect within each one of our lives... But as I was reading the 13th chapter of the book of Corinthians after Paul talks about in chapter 12 the body of Christ and how Christ is the head and every one of us are part of the body of Christ and God anoints us and uses us. But then you figure out who are those that are in the body of Christ. Now, If you are born again of the Holy Spirit, then you are part of the body of Jesus Christ. You've become a Christian. And that separates us from any denomination or any religion term or any other term that a church may use by themselves. It doesn't make you a Christian because you're Catholic or Presbyterian or you're Baptist or you're Methodist or from Church of Scientology or Jehovah Witness or a Mormon, you see, or New Age movement. What makes a person a Christian or a believer is a person that has experienced the power of God through repentance and faith in Jesus Christ in their personal lives. and like the Bible says in second Corinthians 5:17 therefore if any man is in Christ Jesus, he what all things are passed away, behold, all things have become brand new and then Jesus In John chapter 3 speaks of regeneration, that those that have come to Jesus Christ, like Nicodemus, we have a new nature, we have a new mind, we have a new heart, we have a new uh, life in us. We're not the same people that we used to be. And the greatest thing that marks you and I as a child of God, and this is where I'm going to really hit you hard tonight, It is not how many gifts of the Holy Spirit you possess or how many years you've been in the church or how many sermons you've listened to, but there is only one thing that points out to your life and my life apart from every religion in the world, and that is do you have the love of God in your hearts? Because if you don't have love, you are nothing. Paul the Apostle here in this tremendous chapter, he's going to talk to us about love. And listen how he begins, first of all, how love is enriching in the life of a child of God. In verses 1 to 3 in chapter 13, look what he says here. He says, Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Notice what he's talking about. Because you can be in the church and you can be born again. And at the same time receive the gift of tongues. And even prophecy and the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. But if you really don't have love, those gifts are not genuine. They're not really working in your life. They're of no value. The only way that the gifts of the Holy Spirit can work through my life is to plug into the real source. And that source is Jesus. And that source is love. Without love, I am nothing. I can do nothing. The word love is a very interesting word in the Greek. There are actually four key words that are in Greek. You have eros, phileo, agape, and storkio. And it's pretty interesting because these four words... Describe where a person's attitude in life is before you. If I am a man, it could be single or married, whatever it is, and I can say I love a person, I may be saying I love that person because I want to go to bed with them. Then I'm saying I, Eros, you physically, I'm attracted to you because then you have another second word and that word that is used here in verse 1 of chapter 13 in the old king james is the word charity which is out of date today we don't even use that anymore the word that he uses here is agape now the greek language and the word that he uses here is not the eros love but he's talking first of all about that phileo love which is the emotional love And when we talk about this emotional love that people not only possess in their own lives. It's actually a friendship that you and I can have as a friend between one another. We're not really attracted to each other. But I love you because you are a good friend to me. Phileo. And that love is used with a husband and a wife relationship. But then you have the word that is really the key and that is agape. Agape. And agape is the word for sacrificial love. It's a love that Jesus had where Jesus did not hold anything against anybody. You don't want to get even. You forgive. You don't want anything from anybody. I love you and you don't have to give me nothing. You can hurt me. You can spit on me. You can stomp all over me and I will agape you the whole time. I will love you. That's the word that he uses here. The other love, the fourth love, estorchio, It's that family love for one another. Mother, father, brother, sister, cousin, nephew, aunt, uncle, grandfather, grandmother. Estorchio. And it's so cool because all four... Are used, but the majority of the world today uses Eros love, a love that is not self sacrifice. It is a love that is always taking. It's selfish. Me, myself, and I. Nothing giving about it. Totally selfish. And that's why Paul says we need to be careful how we love. If we are Christians, we need to forgive and forget. We need to really demonstrate the love of God to people that hate us and despise us. I don't understand how a family that has known each other forever, and then something happens where a brother or a sister or an uncle or an aunt get mad at one another, and they will not talk to each other for 15, 20 years. That's not right. You know why? Because you're affecting your whole family. And yet you're going to church. You're reading your Bible. You're praying. And you're saying you're a Christian. If you're a true Christian. You're going to try to make things right. Why? Even though they don't want to. Why? Because your children. And your family. Needs to see that you're humbling yourself before them. And that you truly want to love them. That's why it's so important what Paul says here. Though I speak with tongues of men or of angels divinely, but have not agape, I become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Verse two. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all the mysteries of God and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Interesting. Nothing. You can do miracles and wonders and have not love. You're nothing in the presence of God. This is something that we need, that I need in my life. I need more love in my life for people, for my family, for my friends, for my enemies. I need more love in my life. Look at verse 3. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. How many people do you and I know that give to charities and they feed the poor? And the orphans. And yet they don't have love. Hey, that's cool they're giving. But you know what? It's all burning up. It's nothing because there's no love behind it. You got to love in order to give. You got to love in order to help. You see? You have to demonstrate it by your actions. And the actions show what? What you really are. You can write up a check for a million dollars and give it to somebody. But if you don't have love, it is not to your own record. It is nothing for you. God won't even count it. Nothing. Without love. I like also what he says. They can arrest you. And they can put you and tie you up and then set you on fire. And you can actually be cremated. And if there's no true love to your life, it is worth nothing. Nothing without love. And though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Two times he said it now. If I don't have God's love in my life and in my heart, it means nothing to God. And I am nothing.
1: This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165. And join Roll on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. West Coast time for Stray Talk, a scripture-rich program with guidance for your daily life. Now let's get back to more of today's lesson, Christian Maturity. But look at verse 4 through
0: 7 now, how love builds up, true love builds up. Now Paul describes to us what love is. Verse 4, love suffers long in its kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up. What else? Love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own. It's not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. That is true love. Now, listen. Raul suffers long in his kind. Raul loves not envy. Raul does not parade itself. He's not puffed up ever. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek his own. That is never provoked. Thinks never evil. Does never rejoice in sin, but only in the truth. He bears all things. He believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. You know what? No. Put your name in there. The only name you can put in there is Jesus. He's the only that fits the whole thing. We've all missed the mark. But isn't it exciting to know that we can look at this and I can work on every one of those things in my life. Hey, do I need to suffer long? Hey, I'm going to work on that one this week. Or, to be kind, how many people are mean with their employees or employees with employers? Then in verse 8 to 13, love is enduring. Building up, now enduring. Verse 8. Love And he continues, love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. And again, notice that love is forever, forever. Now prophecies, tongues, and knowledge, and all these things, one day they'll come to a cease when Jesus comes again. We won't eat them anymore. Why? Because we'll be in our heavenly bodies and we will be like him, Jesus. Now, this brings up another situation here. A very important situation. Because there are people, the dispensationalists, those that um, in the 1900s began to develop the doctrine of the Holy Spirit and the doctrine of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, They began to say that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not for today. They ceased with the early church, the first century church. But you see what they forget, and they use the next verse, verse 8. Look what he says here. Verse 9, excuse me, verse 9. He says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect has come, this is where they get their theology, in verse 10. Verse 10. When that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. And what they use, the word perfect here, is that they say that this is in reference to not only to the coming of Jesus Christ. But the way we see it here is historically speaking here, in 1906, the fundamentalist preachers. They began with a new interpretation that there are no tongues for today. There are no word of wisdom, no word of knowledge, no prophecy. They all have ceased. And that which is perfect is come. They're talking about uh, the word of God. They use that as the word of God in 1906. They said this is not talking about the coming of Jesus Christ, but it's talking about the word of God. That's not the word of God. The word perfect here is in reference to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And you can look up any lexicon in the Greek, and they'll tell you that. Wist, Thayer, which are the best Greek scholars, they will tell you that the word perfect here is in reference to the second coming of Jesus Christ. So what does that mean? It means that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for today, through the love of Christ. They're in full operation. And I told you before that one of the areas I believe the reason we don't see Because the book of Acts is the only New Testament book that has no ending. It's still continuing today. And at the same time, we realize that the Holy Spirit cannot fully work in the church because there's so much leaven in the church. But I believe that in every one of the chapters of the New Testament, especially in the book of Acts, where the lame was healed, the blind could see. And God was touching people through the apostles. I believe that today it can happen. And it has happened. I have seen it in China. I've seen it. I've seen it in Central and South America. Where the gifts of the Holy Spirit. When I was in Thailand. We saw a witch doctor that had actually died. And we saw someone that was there. And they were totally healed. And there was a guy that was blind. And he could actually see. I've seen it. So how can I deny it? That the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not for today because that which is perfect has come, which is the word of God, and is not the second coming of Jesus Christ. I disagree completely with them. It's in reference to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Yes, today we have word of knowledge, word of wisdom. We have miracles and wonders, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues. All these things which Paul will expound in chapter 14. And he'll tell you how they're operated in the church. Why? Because the Corinthian church was having problems. And they were carnal. And they were out of order and bringing confusion to the church. But Paul gives you the order on how to practice these things. We want to practice what Jesus taught. Can we find it in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Yes, doctrinally. Can we find it in the book of Acts? Yes. Can we find the epistles? Yes. We want to know. We want to learn what Jesus Christ says to us. Watch what else he says. This is pretty interesting. Verse 11. Verse He says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Notice that. Here Paul is talking that we are like children with spiritual things. And the Corinthians were like children with candy. And they were abusing the gifts that have been given to them. And at the same time, they did not have the love of Christ in their hearts. So it was all in vain. When he talks about being, becoming a man and putting away child things, a thing, it means he talks about being mature in the Lord. How can one become mature in the Lord? By being in the Word of God, studying and praying and submitting my life to Jesus Christ and being obedient to the Word of God. But maturity brings us by the love of Christ. As I have love in my life, I become mature in Jesus Christ. Why? Because if you're a child, you're immature. You see? You're cardinal, Paul said. Where there's strifes and divisions and all these things, aren't you like a little child? You're cardinal, you're immature. But as we come to Jesus Christ and we study the word of God. And we begin to develop the word of God within our lives. Then we can come to that place where we begin to be forgiving. We begin to be kind and loving and gentle. And we begin to see things the way the Lord sees them. Then we become mature to the love of Christ. Otherwise we're immature and we're carnal. Watch this, this is so cool. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, and now we know in part, but then I shall be known just as also I am known in Jesus Christ. Isn't that incredible? One of these days, when we get to heaven, we're going to be perfect, we're going to know everything that He knows. Right now it's like we're looking into a mirror, but one day when Jesus Christ comes again and we die, that's the most beautiful thing about death to a child of God. That the moment I die in this place, I entered into that new place that God has prepared for me for such a long time. And I shall see him as he is and I will be like him. I won't need any more tongues or prophecy or wisdom or knowledge or anything like that. Why? Because I will be perfect like him. No more imperfections. And will be dwelling in the presence of the love of God forever and ever and ever and ever. That's why in verse 13, look what he says in conclusion there. He says, and now abides faith. Yeah, that's good. Why? Why? Because faith is based upon what? The word of God. My faith is based upon the word of God. Secondly, hope. And what is hope? It is the expectation that I have in my life. Looking forward to whatever God intends to do in my life. Faith and hope. And then look at the last one, what he says. Love. These three... But the greatest of all is what? Agape. That's the key. The greatest is love.
1: This message reminds us that God's greatest gift is His unconditional love. And all of the other gifts His Holy Spirit gives us are simply channels for sharing this amazing blessing with others. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Because of our limited time, we weren't able to bring you everything that was said in the original teaching, but you can get the full copy for a donation of $5 or more. Just call us at 800-634-9165 and ask for Roll's teaching titled, Christian Maturity. As you think about how the Lord might use your life for His glory, we'd like to tell you about an insightful resource titled, Walking Righteously. Walking Righteously. Roll's four-message audio pack will challenge you to spend daily time in the Word and in prayer, seeking God's direction as you humbly surrender to His will. You'll see that in committing to obedience, you pave the way for the Lord to work through you in eternal ways. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 to order Roll's Walking Righteously audio pack. We'll send you this four-CD series for a donation of $19 or more. Once again, that phone number is 800-634-9165. Or if you'd like, you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Because it's our mission to get you into the Word of God and learn how to feed yourself on its truth, we've put together a resource that can be a helpful guide. It's our Somebody Loves You app, whether you have an iPhone or Android, this free app will introduce you to in-depth digital Bible studies on a variety of topics. In addition to that, it comes with a daily reading plan to get you into the Word of God on a routine basis, which is so helpful to grow in our faith. You can find this resource when you visit you.com and click on the mobile app link at the top of the page. We are so blessed to partner with you in sharing the hope and truth of God's Word through these broadcasts. Every contribution you make is tax-deductible. We hope you'll join us again next time for the second part of the message, Christian Maturity. Continuing this series in 1 Corinthians, we'll take a look at how to exercise the Holy Spirit's gifts in an orderly, God-glorifying manner. Now, here's Raul once again with a final thought from today's teaching.
0: I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing in your life. And if there's anyone here tonight that has something against their mother, father, brother, sister, son, whoever it may be, or loved one, I would pray tonight that you this week would make it right with them, even though they don't want to, that you would pray. Why? Because I want to be an open vessel, man. I want God to pour himself into me, whatever he wants in my life. I don't want nothing to hinder my life with Jesus Christ. And tonight I'm going to ask God to baptize every one of us, in his love. God gives the gifts of the Holy Spirit as it is fit in the body of Christ. Whatever your need may be, God will give to you. We have to be open to the Holy Spirit. I am
1: falling in love with you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.